top of the morning. It's Keith, Mark, and Sharon here on We Are Live. It's always fun to see your interpretations of what you think sounds a certain way. It's We Are Live, Chris Demon, Travis Terrell. We're here. It's Friday. Very excited. We've got Ian Edwards, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long on the show today. Lots to get to, but let's say hello and happy Cocktober to our producer and stream queen and caned man, Christopher Gardner. Woo! Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Walnuts. Yes. Chris, put it up. Chris, come on. There you go. Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine says hello. We see you, MC. You done faking this injury yet? <laughs> we have video of Gardner, and maybe we'll put that up on the IG mm-hmm. coming around the corner in the office because he looks just like Attenborough from when he was in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, his brother, that is. Mm-hmm. and One of the Attenboroughs. Yeah. Richard Attenborough. I think it was Richard, yes. And, of course, Gardner goes, welcome to Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. It's fun. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling a lot better. Um, it was not like yesterday morning. Yesterday morning was... Yeah, I can tell in your eyes. Terrible. Yeah. I was very worried. I'm still worried about one thing in particular with my left knee. But whatever soft tissue damage there might be, I think has started to loosen up. So I'm feeling better. Do you think you day will, to day. Do you think you'll be Ooh. ready for the start of the season? Um, no, never. Okay. Never. <laughs> I'll probably go to urgent care later today, though, just to. That's fun. To make sure everything's okay. We'll see, though, because there's that one lingering thing that's bothering me. So I think it. I think. After my scooter crash, where a hit was put out on me. No. It seems. Did you figure out who put the hit out? No, not yet. Okay. We have it narrowed down to 275 potential suspects. I talked to another uh, member of the Dream Team yesterday. Oh, boy. Uh, just to advise me on how to go about getting video, possibly. Think so, you will? Um, I'm going to make a phone call today to KDHX down the street. Because I noticed they have some security cameras out front, mm-hmm. which is close to the vicinity where this incident alleged hit happened Mm. so i'm gonna maybe place a call to them to see if they might have something from roughly 6 30 to 6 45 in the morning on wednesday Hmm. and we'll see okay hopefully we get that we could see more than anything i just want to see what my body did this is all just an elaborate ploy to get employed by KDHX, yeah, and he's nice doing that so it doesn't look weird well, if he gets caught walking into that building. I don't know if that's to how, accept the position. how it works there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot going on over there, yeah, and so. I don't know enough about it, but I see a lot of people yeah. not happy slash some craziness going on. There's a, I know a guy that comes into my local watering hole that does some stuff there on Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. So if I have to, maybe I'll... Am I right? There's some strife there right now? I don't know. It's public. Like they're like airing out a lot of stuff. But yeah, I'm not know. sure actually. Okay. I mean, uh, not being a part of that world anymore is fine with me. Like the uh, we were actually talking about it the other day. Yeah, out, it's just that air. that's a different type of. Oh, it's a different way type different type. Of yeah. type of oh, is absolutely. It, is it be more like working for a charity? Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there's in St. Louis. Uh, for those who are not familiar, is uh, notorious for behind the scenes drama, and it's not even like in what. And just in radio world, in the radio world, and when and it's not even anything that's 
it's not even reasonable drama. Like it's drama that is it it feels like it's manufactured. It's just people mm-hmm. who are idiots mostly. Yeah, the the headlines one, but like if you just kind of get along with people and just do what you're supposed to do, then there are there is none of that. And, and there are a lot of cool people in that world. That's the but thing. There's, but there are this it's like squeaky wheels, you know, or squeaky wheel gets the oil. Well, how's that work? I think uh, that's I don't you know. You have the colloquialisms yeah. being from a rural right. town. Yeah. Settlement. settlement. Uh huh. Thank you. I, My apologies. I yeah. I just uh, yeah. I think I don't know. Like there's of course the Nielsen does their ratings, but there isn't radio wars anymore. There isn't a Nielsen well. Do their there ratings. was just a. They still do the radio ratings. Arbitron. No, they don't. No, they do. Arbitron. No, Arbitron also still Arbitron Nielsen does it. Nielsen doesn't do. Radio. I, I promise you, Nielsen still does radio. Look They've never done radio. I, I can assure you, they still do. Radio. They only do television. I'm telling you, I have a friend that works for Nielsen. Not only do they do radio, they do television. They also do social media now as well. Mm. I have a friend that literally works for the main company. But okay, mm. I guess I, this is indeed Cocktoberfest. Yeah. So as an African American male, I am wrong. Well, yes. <laughs> not just because of the month not only that I did a you, Gardner you missed it last night I did a uh, black people don't comply joke last night oh at a he did a great comedy. job at a Pit and Gaslight last night free comedy every Thursday late after happiest hour at 6 by the way I love what they've done to the Pit over on the hill it's just so looks nice it's very nice it's really and the food is just insane like please get over there if you have it already mm-hmm. and of course shout out to the Wonderful folks below us at Sophie's for happy as hour. That went great. It was, uh, it was a nice crowd despite uh, a big Cardinals game that we have to talk about. Uh, Cardinals playoffs, as we know, uh, kind of takes precedence over um, anything, I guess, socially when that's going on. And uh, young professionals at Gateway Pet Guardians, they came out and uh, supported. Great comedy last night. Uh, young Tommy did well. Chris Sear, Sean Don, Sam got up and did some time. So uh, we'll have another great lineup next week. But the star of the show was Boyer, who is currently available for adoption, mm. birthday parties, uh, corporate events, company parties, and bark mitzvahs. Travis. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love look out for him. <laughs> Alonzo, the dog, was uh, adopted. So we're one for one. With wall bumps for the dogs. Let's make it happen. Let's get uh, our boy Boyer a home. I uh, I stand corrected. During Cocktoberfest. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Nielsen does do radio ratings. They are formerly Arbitron though, so apparently they mm. bought Arbitron. Um, so they're new to the game. Oh okay, okay. So it's it's so the same were... thing. Okay, so we both were right. Mm-hmm. You said they'd always away. done it. It was to my knowledge. That I think we should argue done. about it for about half an hour. Yeah. I'm game for that. It's okay. been a while. Good. It's been a while since we had one of those. Where it, it's a real ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's just an unnecessary. Yeah. It's not even going to go anywhere. It's right. going to go in constant circles. It's our kind of this, show. This is what happened. We were just talking about getting security footage <laughs> from a radio station, and this happened. Four days into Oktoberfest, we're back to just going back to terrestrial <laughs> radio arguments. What are we arguments. arguing about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's what we do best. Where's we everyone apple picking this weekend? Oh, oh, God. Let's say a <laughs> happy oh, fourth day of yeah. Cocktoberfest. Hello now. Yes. Day uh, and of Cocktoberfest. I got to tell you. It's fall weather, baby. It yeah. Is. It's feeling good. Happy I'm quick. loving it. I'm loving it. It did, like, like in a snap of a finger. I went from thinking, I was like, you know, Mad Max is not far away. Like, this is a, 
This is where it's at. I mean, I wonder if I could live over there. We got a point. There was a couple days to start off this week where Gardner and I were wondering, is this the end? Mm -hmm. Because it's 92 degrees, Mm -hmm. and everyone right now walking to their cars are sweating their balls off. Mm -hmm. And then just like that, in a matter of 24 hours, Fall was like, I, 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 I was, I was, I was, I, I was running late. What do you want me to do? I'm sorry. I had a great summer. I was getting drunk. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, putting my face in some big old bitties. And so now here I am. Despite his dumbass comments just there, a uh, young man by the name of Matt Wayman, very funny comic. Mm-hmm. Last night, uh, I think Travis, you may have ducked out, but Travis went up and did his time. And Matt was like, what the, what's Travis doing up there? And I, he, goes, he was like, Travis, doing comedy? He's doing that. Goes up. After Travis goes, his Matt's first line was like, oh, good to see you. Travis has been doing comedy for two weeks, and he's funnier than half the comics <laughs> in St. Louis. That's so a nice I said, compliment he's like, from I, Wave. Eight, eight, I love eight, Wave. He's my, eight, one of my like, favorites. Yeah. He's like, eight years in, that makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I love Wave. I, yeah. He's one of my favorites yeah. easily. That's such a nice thing of him to say. That was really yeah, cool. It was good. I didn't know funny. that. That's really nice. Uh, we've got, uh, I asked the, uh, the comments section, where everyone would be apple picking for this uh, glorious Corktober weekend. Yeah. Uh, Thierbox in Marthasville is where the apple picking is at. To hell with Eckert's. <laughs> Should we start an apple picking war? We might as well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, we, we won't be able to show it today, uh, but we were laughing at a sketch SNL did for their season premiere on uh, apple picking, an apple picking mm-hmm. orchard. Yeah. In northern uh, New York, and it was pretty. You go pay what fifteen dollars to get five dollars <laughs> worth of apples. He said you pay like forty dollars yeah. for fifteen dollars worth like of that, apples. Yeah. <laughs> he said, he said, travel up to uh, northern New York, Up- <laughs> Where, upstate, uh, upstate they say. New York. Come on, New York. you're from yeah, there. That's you right. My bad. Damn yeah, it. you're a New Yorker. Uh, Let's start saying that here. Can we start to upstate, upstate Missouri? Missouri. Yeah, upstate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Just. <laughs> Piss off everyone <laughs> in northern Missouri by start doing that. Absolutely. Oh, you're from upstate Missouri. Oh, you're from, oh okay. Oh, we can do that to Kansas City. Yeah. We can do that. Oh, yeah, Kansas City. Oh, you mean upstate Missouri? Yeah. Let, let, <laughs> that will piss them off. Le- left state. <laughs> left state Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah, have a, describing it that way. <laughs> we have a comment. Uh, Jamie Moyers, Fancy Foyer. If you change change Boyer's name to Foyer, instant adoption. That's very true. For the oh. dog. Boyer's got a point. Yeah. Boyer's got a yeah. point. Pants so Foyer should have thought Boyer. I, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, dead man. Brain just scrambled. What? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, if you're just tuning in, it is October, but also we have Ian Edwards on. We spoke to him yesterday and through the magic of uh, digital technology, we'll be able to show you <laughs> the uh, somebody, conversation. That somebody was really hit fun. Yeah. I love Ian Edwards. And, uh, oh, and by the way, he's very, very funny. A, uh, go, if you, you want to go, go to a, Helium this weekend. It's a fun 40-minute conversation. It's, and it really is. And he's a, he's a phenomenal uh, comedian. He's he's, and I, and I say this a lot about the people we interview, and it's and I know it's a bias because they're so in, well, he's very black, kind so to I'm us. Sure and he's you're African-American. And, speak to his praises. And he also has an accent that who doesn't love? He's ju- so accent. he's Jamaican, but was born in England and lived in Brooklyn, and it's like he's like, like this and weird. they all and it come all together. is right there yes. in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yes, and and, and and like for those who don't know Ian's writing credits, uh, he's written on some of the most popular shows currently on TV, and he, he's written for Blackish. Of course, he wrote briefly for the Carmichael Show. So he's a guy that not only is phenomenal on the stage, but in the writers' room, he's just highly uh, sought out. So it was really cool to have him in here. Uh, he's one of those guys that 
again, gosh, I hate, I don't want to sound redundant and Gardner hates this, but he is one of those guys that I think should blow up. He's one of those guys that should probably be one of the biggest names currently in comedy. And he changes the game. You yelled that yesterday about something. I did. I don't even know what. And then I started, I was walking into the restroom and I just started yelling. He's like, everything can't be a game changer, Terrell. And I'm like, now it just rings hollow. I don't even know what it means anymore. <laughs> I'm like, shut up and go take another ibuprofen, old man. Why does the game keep changing? <laughs> this is why you're scaring old people, because you keep changing the game. Too, too many changes. Have some consistency. Mm-hmm. I wonder how we end up where we are. Stop game changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Yeah, Freak people out. I, I do want to say, like, Cocktoberfest has had... A wonderful start this week, even with the alleged hit put out on me, yes. which possibly was because of Cocktoberfest, mm-hmm. or that was a guise to kind of hide their true intentions. Very true. Um, but there are certain days where, man, the Cocktoberfest universe or whatever it is, the Cocktoberfest gods, if, if there are any, just give you miracles mm. and we have multiple Cocktoberfest miracles now, before we get into those because we do have some important miracles to attend to but if we may can i in the name of wes anderson, anderson. appropriation and white flight destin florida Thank you. Nice, Travis. Thank nice. you for it's leading that. No, that's what I'm. Hey, that's we want to be inclusive. Here. And I went to, to a thing the night. I went to a thing the night, and this lady preacher said a prayer. And I'm so averse to bad public speakers now because we talk to the best speakers on the planet right. and communicators on the planet. Right. Um, when I say that, I'm not exaggerating. So anytime I go anywhere, there's public speaking involved. I'm like. Get this person <laughs> off the stage. I can't help it. We you could even do a prayer. It was. We'll do Apollo. She was thinking. We'll do Apollo. She that was is. thinking on the fly, Eesh. and I was like, "You are not good at this." And you know, short is your friend. When you're not good, shorter is better. And I'm just <laughs> no sitting there. He's thinking to himself, "Oh, if she used the N word, it might save her a little oh, bit." Oh, it's thirty percent funnier. Y'all, y'all N words, get ready for some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> She had lost me at first, but then she threw that in there. Now I'm back. <laughs> Praise be to the funny guys. Oh. Oh, Way man. to save it. And it was a really nice event, and she seemed like a very nice person. Terrible, terrible prayer. Mm. I was like, can we just get like prayer? Some... See, that's the thing. That's and what. She, and she was push. She was thinking of it on the fly. She's talking about the food, and she starts saying, "To nourish us." And I'm like, and? Is it like, oh boy, yes, and? Candy Crush. Hang on, hang on. Candy Crush. Oh my God. No, I just. I want to know what he was reading when that was going on. It was. It was I'm hoping it was Steve, nudes. Steve, I'm no. hoping just a string of nudes. No, it was just the most normal thing. It was like, if you don't pick up paper towels, I'm kicking your ass when you get home. That's I was hoping it was, it was like a New York Times article. On <laughs> mega. Churches. And he needed to finish. It. <laughs> it was IRS. It was the latest <laughs> recap of the Righteous Gemstones, and he's. Right, and he he doesn't realize the irony of it either. Yeah, he's just like they're just silly. Because uh, remember, he kicked it into a higher thing, so yeah. maybe something in the plot caught his eye. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, oh a little surprise there. But oh, we interrupted God. you. Your miracles that took place. Well, number one, an album 
has dropped. Oh today. my! What album would that be? What white American album dropped today? Well, how white could it be, Gardner? Really, how white could it be? Ode to Joy by Wilco. Oh my God! Today. Is that the album cover? That is the yeah. album what the cover. Frick is that? <laughs> Wilco. A miracle. That is a miracle. That's that somebody like an X-ray of someone's tooth. What are we Whoa, looking at here? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Wilco's new album is out in a Oktoberfest. And then listen. What's the name of the album? Ode to Joy. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. So that's miracle number one. That wow. is a pretty big miracle. I don't, did you, anybody know that they were dropping an album this month? I yeah. knew it was coming. Oh, okay. I so. mean, we, it's programmed. Uh, oh, it's, <laughs> it's what happens at your meeting. Yeah. You're not on the text track. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, large. Do things still come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Uh, I don't know exclusively I don't, they, yeah, I don't think they do. Like In the that. prime of like DVDs and stuff like that, if you went to Walmart on a, or Best Buy, or, well, I guess it'd be Walmart, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it was at a midnight Tuesday on a, a Tuesday yeah. uh, in a college town, yeah. there would be... A lot of people like waiting on that new whatever. I will tell you what the movie was. I will out. tell you what the movie. Bad Boys Two. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that was it for us. Yeah. Everybody was there. Bad Boy Two coming on DVD, mm-hmm. and we had a watch party in the dorms. That's hilarious. That's God. I just dated myself. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was sitting here silent and just <laughs> like letting you sweet go. Jesus. Well, I should have probably kept that one to myself. Because <laughs> I saw you were going to get there eventually. My ass. I didn't think it was going to be that quick. It's old as hell. I want to say that something like that may have happened with Forty Year Old Virgin or it uh, was something around there, yeah. Before the streaming wars, but then okay, we we're missing two more miracles then. So that's your first Cocktoberfest <laughs> miracle, right? We have a trio this morning. The other two come from the same baseball game. Oh boy, baseball will definitely provide some Cocktoberfest Cocktoberfest miracles. What do we have? Uh, it comes from the game the Cardinals won seven to six. Woo woo! Go Birds. We all saw this coming. First game of the NLDS against the Braves in Atlanta. Cardinals squeak one out. Take game one with Jack Flaherty. And probably White America's two of White America's favorite teams. Right? We would say if White America had to pick a National League, certainly. Anything I can watch a baseball game and go, ooh, ooh. (laughs) You can appropriate a Native American chant. For your Ooh. baseball team in the South, mm-hmm. you have to be one of White America's favorite baseball teams. Mm. So from that game last night, okay, uh, one of the stars of baseball, because is if you if you've seen uh, their new marketing campaign in the postseason, MLB or, was it something about live? It, it's something about like we do it live. No, we play loud. Oh, we play loud. So it's been showing celebrations and having fun while playing baseball. <laughs> I'm not sure, you know. Guys like Goose Gossage might like the <laughs> ad or not. Guys that have been vocal in the past about how the game is played and playing it the right way. Sure, we well, did. Well, we got we got some of that yesterday. Yeah, we did. Ronald Acuna didn't run out of the box hard. Mm-mm, not hustling, Chris. On a ball he hit off the wall in right field that bounced right to Dexter Fowler, and Fowler got it in pretty quick to second base, I will say. But Acuna held to a single there, and then even in postgame, some of his teammates mm. uh, taking issue with him not hustling. Mm. Not would, hustling! Well, no, we get to talk about not hustling! Fine. Miracle number two! No, I would like yeah. to take this uh, opportunity on behalf of the online commenters for the Post-Dispatch to say we apologize. Mm-hmm. for being upset about your pink and blue hair, Mr. <laughs> Martinez. Mm-hmm. Martinez. Uh, and I would like to invite you to the Caucasian delegation. 
because your behavior, once there was some pimping it with the home run last night, was that of a 30-year-old white dude from Texas. Uh, yeah, and I think that may be part of our third miracle. It is part of the third miracle. And even to add on to miracle number two, Acuna from Venezuela. So American get capitalists get to rail on socialism wow. as, <laughs> as they want to do. Wow. I mean, that's, an ad, that's a bonus. Oh, man, that's huge. That's... So that's miracle number two. Wow. But Carlos Martinez who probably has been the ire of the likes of the sound off column from time to time. Probably the last three years. Our local newspaper. Especially to be fair. A lady by the name of Dorothy Light. Dorothy Light did not care for the color of Carlos Martinez's blue hair. She likes the Yankees clean cut look. She said nothing about his tattoos that he has from neck to toe, but it was the colored hair, Chris, that absolutely sent old Dorothy Light over the river. But maybe Carlos has endeared himself. To those people. How so? Because Ronald Acuna, who his own teammates were complaining about not running out of the box last night, who was three for four with a two-run homer, uh, <laughs> coming off a little injury as well. Yeah. Um, you know, actually contributing. Yeah. <laughs> to what they were trying to do. <laughs> the main reason why they're in that game. It's not the bullpen. It's not you know no. other things Martin like Melanson. that. No, yeah, it's it's he didn't run right. hard out of the box. Um, but um. Carlos Martinez took issue with Ronald Acuna Jr. when he was rounding third doing a little dance. Oh, did he ever? Staying in the base. Did he ever? And Carlos wasn't happy. He Carlos gave up the home run to him, also gave up one to Freddie Freeman, Yeah. but was able to lock it down eventually in that ninth inning. And uh, Carlos, after the game, had some comments. Um, here's a tweet right here. From Joe Trezza, who has the best hair of any uh, beat reporter, I think, in Major League Baseball. The Cardinals weren't thrilled by how Ronald Acuna Jr. rounded the bases on his ninth inning homer enough that Yadi Molina went to the mound to calm Carlos Martinez down afterwards. Post-game, Martinez said, I wanted him to respect the game and respect me as a veteran player. Respect the game, (laughs) a.k.a. Play the game the right way. The Miracle way. number three. Right way, indeed. Oh. So you got we are all blessed this morning. We are very blessed this morning. I, I do enjoy the analysis, but if I have to hear that moan from Gardner again, I which one? Crawl out. It was, mm. You're really enjoying uh, yourself. Like okay. that? Oh, goodness gracious. There's a little right. uh, little gif, gif. of uh, Carlos. Being held back by Yadier Molina, yelling into the bench of the Braves. Yeah, Carlos. Yeah, playoffs. I mean, look, everybody's on full tilt. It's the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, emotions are running high, and look, Acuna's a, an incredible talent, and he oh, so probably good. he was he was dumb for doing that, acting I, like that. Yeah, but absolutely. He's, he's super young. And he's he's going to do stuff like that. Well, he can a, dance. I don't oh, have. That's okay. I don't have. Here's 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 my thing on the whole celebration dancing thing. The only thing about Okunia's celebration that I had a problem with is, bro, you're still down one, two runs. And at that time, you were down four. So in that moment, 
that's not what you should be doing. Like oh, you should tr- now you're no, but no, I'm saying celebrate October. I, I am really getting into it. The spirit. Why of to it. tell way to tell someone else how to play the game? Look, play the game however you want, and I think the guy is going to be a multiple NL MVP, and he will be the face of this league for years to come. He's going to be a stud. There is no doubt about it, and I still feel that he's going to be the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous player in this series. Um, but with that being said, there's a time and a place. With everything else, there's a time and place to completely just go. If hey, you score a game-winning touchdown, you can freaking do an entire choreography from Music Carlos City Hall. Martinez I don't care. is not the person to be criticized. True, I will agree with you there. If you're going, I to also go agree here, with you there. I completely agree with you there as well. You can play with and and, and I want Carlos Martinez to play with flair and Me too. buoyancy. I enjoy that. Me too. You just don't. You don't. You're gonna get, get to, to tell somebody comments. else. Yeah, I no, agree. I completely agree with you there. Not. Absolutely, I agree. I, I mean, agree. let's let's just do what you're doing. Play loud, right? That's what MLB is saying. <laughs> True. Have Acu- fun. Acu- I loved Acuna's little step around. I thought base. it was funny. I thought it was funny. At the same time, I was also thinking, bro, you're still down two runs. There's a lot of baseball yeah, that you... I never... You don't have to... Miss, like, you weren't down, like, 10. You were in the ninth inning, getting the crowd into True. it. Okay. And you started... You started a rally that nearly got, so him, got him back into it. I don't see any... Like, but that's still results-oriented in a way. Sure. I just... I have no issue at all. With Even with the pepping of the home run that only got him no. a single? You don't have a problem with that? Well, I, I mean... That kind of cost you a base pad. Well, he's I mean, not. He's not he's the player... He's a distraction. This is the thing. He is... If you are talking about him as being the issue today for the Atlanta Braves, then you have no idea Agreed. how to analyze a game. Agreed. Agreed. That is your issue. I, a guy going three for four, hitting a two-run homer, getting a ninth-inning rally started. I agree. P- uh, coming off an injury. Yeah. Uh, what he did in the regular season. Phenomenal. If he's if he's your issue for why that game went awry for you yesterday, then you're not paying attention. I agree. I agree. That's all. I, I look. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this series because, like I've said before, I think the Cardinals are playing with house money, just in the same fashion I thought last. year to the uh, NHL playoffs, the Blues are playing with house money. So each win, each series win, mm-hmm. uh, is just a bonus in my book. Look, I think it's nice to, it, when your expectations are lower. It, it is, and, and I actually enjoy. enjoyed the game that way yesterday yeah. because, like I said, on paper, and and we saw a lot of it even during the game because Freddie Freeman is just having a monster season. Just that is a just loaded team offensively. And you just thought that, hey, if you can maybe pick off one of those games, certainly the first one, you'd like your chances at winning the series. Now the Cardinals can roll out their ace, Jack Flaherty, today against still a very formidable lineup in the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. But you do have that one win in your cap. You will get two games at Bush, which I think is just as important, of course, Chris, if I may, for the bars and local businesses mm-hmm. in the downtown area. Yeah, They'll at least get two playoff right? games. That yeah. is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, But, no, um, I'm happy for your miracles. I think three. Yes, three, three huge miracles, and, I, and I'm happy that baseball playoffs are here. Like, like we are the, I wouldn't say we're jaded, but the, first of all, Major League Baseball season is so long, so long. Incredibly long. Playoffs are even a, a long <laughs> affair. And so it was fun to be in the office and to have Gardner and I and Chris and just, even as we were working, um, still focused in on the television like that's the st louis thing like that's mm-hmm. the thing in this part of the country where oh, we were given updates in between comics yes right. yeah we like yeah it's it's, it's our thing it's whether fun, we do it or not it's our thing especially in the first round to have games going on during yes. the day yes 
that's the best part. Monday well, afternoon. That's well, that's nice. And we'll have some. It's uh, if again, if you are uh, a, a Caucasian or mm. fan of baseball, mm. today is your day because mm-hmm. there's nothing but baseball on from two mm-hmm. in the afternoon to about eleven o'clock at night. It's a good baseball. It's a great. Flaherty gonna day. stay in uh, in his insane form. I, I think he'll do well. I, 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 if I'm a Cardinals fan, I, I wouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves because that Braves lineup is Hashtag very potent. White Mamba. Yeah. Uh, he is. Oh, don't you do that. Don't you dare. But Jack Flaherty, look, the kid has talked the talk. He's walked the walk. And he's been the best pitcher in baseball, National League and American League, in the second half of the season. And if you're Cardinals, you feel good about the chances. Look, shout out to Miles Michaelis, even though with a slow start yesterday, was able to put together a strong outing. Yeah. So the bullpen is ready if need be, but you feel good Playoffs about Jack Flaherty. Flaherty being ready. The, the playoffs the, are weird. The errors yesterday, that was the best. What were they? One of the best defensive teams They were teams like fielding percentage. They were the best errors. baseball team. Three errors in a game for I the first time. I think Fangraphs had them ranked number two in terms yeah. of the metrics. They That's did. crazy. I think it was the first time all season the Cardinals had three errors in a baseball game. Uh, real quick, just so I don't forget, uh, Triangle Assassin made a good point, and I also agree with that. The other part of it is... You don't want that guy doing it. Don't let him give up a home run. Like that's the other. Oh thing. yeah! At the end of the day, get him out. At the end of the day, don't <clears throat> throw a fat ass ninety-two mile per hour fastball down the heart of the plate to one of the best hitters in all of baseball. No, that also helps. And what you do is you hit a home run. Somebody on your team is going if to you celebrate. want to do a, your own little shimmy yeah. that drives the girls crazy. Yeah, oh, it does. Uh, have some fun. Let's go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Let's have fun with it. You know what else? Hey, is you fun? know. You know what is nice though. I like setting the tone for the Cardinals being the bad guy again, too. Oh, I'm game for with, that. With a okay. comment today, that Carlos had. Yeah, I like Flaherty, that. Flaherty may uh, cement that today. He can that's, be a little, you know. That's, so that's fun. Because Flaherty is the, he's a millennial version of playing the game the right way. He's the one of those rare millennials who who buys into the Dorothy Light way of doing baseball where. Maybe we could get, like, even though I don't necessarily agree <laughs> so with them. Good. Uh, the, like a comment like that about respecting the game, playing the, like there's a lot of ways to play a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with it, but I like it because it creates some animosity towards you. So maybe we start changing the if it continues and the Cardinals keep winning. We talked about the song the other day. I said do like a rally song. I said I kind of pops. I love it just because I think Sean dances well. Tonight. I love it. But we could even go newer. <laughs> And maybe we go Billy Eilish bad guy um, if they continue to maybe ruffle feathers in a way I like with that comments. song. She is such a lovely artist. But you, you be the bad guys again. A lovely artist. You know who's not the bad guys? Gateway Powder Coating. Oh, That's nice. right. They're not. They're great guys. Customer service is key. Gateway Powder Coating can help you. It's fall. It's officially fall. It's good big man weather. Finally, for the love of God, it's been so sweaty. <laughs> So if you want a grill and you want your grill to look nice, you need to powder coat it. Don't paint it. That's right. Powder coat it. Gatewaypowdercoat.com. For more information, check out all their capabilities online and go see Mark and the fellas today in beautiful O'Fallon. Happy Cocktober, everybody. Let's keep the Cocktober spirit rolling. Uh, Gartner, uh, what are our songs for today's Cocktober playlist? All right. Time to add to the playlist, which has had the likes of Dave Matthews Band, Journey, Bon Jovi. Jack Johnson, Jimmy Buffett. I can't remember the other one. That one band that sings the song. I said, hey, you. Oh, Four Non Blondes. That's who I go. forgot. 
Okay. I almost so said Concrete. Wasn't there a band called Concrete Blonde at the same time? Could be. I think and then there there's uh, Natalie Merchant, and then you get oh, into the whole man. Don't get me started with I Natalie Merchant. I don't even know Merchant, what's going on. That was quality snow. That was quality snow. I don't need to put Liz Fair down. People got mad at Liz Fair because 20 years of independent rock and roll was not enough. She made a little money. People, people got real mad. She turned her back on indie rock. Go to hell. God. People got mortgages, man. Y'all got to relax. Like, Shut up. People have health care. People have kids. Calm down. I'm mad at her. She sold out. Like, fuck. Dude, people, people got car notes. Go to hell, pal. Yeah. You oh. get to live nicely. Wow. Tell me Liz Fares. Shut up. She made money. She made some money. Some people like to shop. Some people like to go to the mall. They don't like putting everything in layaway. Let her let her live. Damn. <laughs> and then she kind of just went away. She's like, God, got it. <laughs> That's the game. Yeah. You build up a little audience. You retire sell out. Early. And then you retire early. That's the way you play it. Get so what you're going to do? Yeah, get an RV. You travel think Liz Fair's in an RV right now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Where do you think she is? Well, there's no doubt she's. Where'd she be? She's in a an, an eclectic Arizona town. She's in Fresno. Okay. <laughs> she's in Sedona. Okay. Oh, yeah, there it is. That's a great. That's town. a great place. Yeah. All right. So, what are who are our songs today? You know who uh, was in a band that had a big song <laughs> named Sedona? I knew he was doing that. Uh, Katie Tupin. Katie, uh, Katie right. Tupin used to be in uh, Houndmouth. Okay. They, they had a billboard chart. Oh, offer. relax. <laughs> you know, and, and it's because of you, by the way, why we're not getting certain talent to come by this studio. Oh, is anymore. that right? Because yeah. Ian Edwards is on today. He's pretty talented. No, I'm talking about the other kind of talent that's well, also talent, talent and also of the attractive what variety. kind of talent? <laughs> Just Chris Travis. I included you in this. You did. You cost me. You cost me. And I kind of no, told him myself. you cost told him myself. You should say, hey, I should ask so and so. I was like, oh yeah, definitely. I was, I, I was like, I was like, oh okay. And then I looked them up, and I was like, oh yeah. And I'm like, nope. invite them in now. Nope. And Garner was like, nope. That was the reaction I anticipated. We will not invite them in. You're not ruining my credibility. Have yeah. you have you reached out to Johnny Resnick and the Goo Goo Dolls yet? I'll make no. I'll make similar sounds. <laughs> the moan I made earlier. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Okay, our first song for today on the Cocktoberfest playlist, Chicken Fry <laughs> by the Zach Brown Band. Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, me on a Friday. Now, Maddie. Matt, holiday. <laughs> Zach Brown Band. Idiots. Shout out to. It's like 19 of them in a band. I didn't realize Zach <laughs> Brown Band really. was an entire choir. Apparently, <laughs> why do you need that many people in a band? It's like seven. Like that's like how do you? Are they steampunk? Is, is that what it is? I don't know. What uh, the, I don't think so. But but they're incredibly popular. But also, I guess like there's that. That's just a delightful song, Travis. That's eight people in a band. Why? Hey. Watch it. No, Arcade Fire is completely <laughs> different. At least they have women. Tell you what, it'll happen. And they is, all play uh, different instruments. Yes, so we'll but like, how do you split you that get, when you're on tour? That well, freaking sucks. You do a couple tours, and then you well, we're gonna do a pared down. No wonder why they're like. It's like yeah, Sturgill Simpson. Like, oh, I used to have like eight horns in his band on Saturday Night Live, and then I'll, I see him live. And I'm like, he, he's a three piece. Like, yeah, what is it? Yeah, because he realized. <laughs> I was like, he was splitting them checks for all you people. No, the way you do it is the way Brandy Carlisle does it. She's got two twins that help her write the songs, and they're just like, this is all we need. We don't even need a drummer. That's why you got to see people early. Yeah. And they start parent. Yeah. Damn it, missed it all. All right. 
Zach Brown Band is your first one. Chicken fried. The other version of that is they are a three-piece, and then they're the only ones who get the stardom, and then they pay studio musicians to stand behind the stacks and fill out their thing. Like Green Day mm-hmm. is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. They're a three-piece. If you see them, I think if, if you see them live, they're probably a five or six-piece with the extra guitars. I and have stuff. to add Green Day to the list. There you go. Because they are coming to town in January to play the, the NHL, NHL All-Star, All-Star game, game here oh, in town. Here, isn't yeah. It? That's so crazy. So let me make sure I put them <laughs> This down. next song's about heroin use in 1994. <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure out what song to go with them. Uh, we'll see. All right. Our other song for today. It's Longview is the answer. Okay. That was a song we like. you don't play when your parents are around. A lot of bad stuff. Sorry, go ahead. Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> Imagine Dragons. John oh, Beebe's. Thunder. Literally, wow. John I don't Beebe's. know. Like, John Beebe is an amazing talent, what? hardworking guy, but this is the owner of By Jack's favorite band, Imagine Dragons, and that what <laughs> that makes me question him mm. every day. I'm like, man, you know what? You are a true pillar of our community, but I can't support you. Because you love Imagine Dragons. It's one thing to like Imagine Dragons. Do you? Congrats on the, the great t-shirts, but let's talk about the music you're into, pal. This is such a... I, and look, and I, and I hear they're very nice guys. So I'm not going to completely trash them. And look, you sell that many albums and you can fill that many stadiums. Who am I to talk? But they make the worst music on planet Earth. The worst. And it's made worse no, by not the worst. It, they, it's and it's made worse by corporate America and oh, professional we. sports leagues because you oh. hear them and then they just they throw throw them together with any sports highlights and it's Fits just in the cheese ball. Was play because of Aloe Black was as well, and look what happened to his career. What <laughs> I haven't Aloe heard Black. from him since. The, NFL, okay, the NFL picks you up. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yeah, he's doing okay off that. Yeah, well, right? certainly, but like, what if the, he doesn't need to do anything. Who did, the, who did the song, I'm Coming Home? It starts off with, I'm, I'm coming home. I'm that one. That was over you. Like, and they returned the to their hometown like, for, the, for two years. The Remember they the played yeah. that Michael Chandler walked out. Mm fighting here i'm like oh because he's from here okay okay yeah. i'll have to see i want to i i forgot to check to see who tbs is using or yeah, MLB i don't know is who that is you got to check who MLB. do they, they, do they, they do just some, use the karaoke versions because they want to pay for the rights because the, yeah. they've used imagine dragons i think yeah. i know they've used fits in the tantrums i think a, like several times who made fits in the tantrums the official like mlb network i don't like, know house band it's like they would write an album is that costas's son that made that happen probably he, it's like they would um Write an album with an idea of at least one song possibly being the bumper music. And you know what? Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... um Like, that bass line's a little too funky for uh, ages uh, 27 to 40-year-old males. What? <laughs> you know what? We can use this if you guys put a whistle in it. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. it is. I remember, what's that song, Natural, they would play for Imagine Dragons in the college football season on the ESPN? Oh, yeah. God. That was horrible. You're a natural! And I would be like, I didn't know you could... Find a way to ruin college football, oh. but thank you, ESPN. Yeah. You didn't think big and rich? Oh, <laughs> oh they set the table, didn't they? I mean, oh, I forgot. Calm down. That. I'm not. I'm, can I be honest? How does it go? We are coming. <laughs> 
to your set hey i'm not gonna lie that was well that made sense because like big and rich not a smash should cover that one they should Big Big and Rich made sense because, you know, ESPN would cover a bunch of SEC games. So that's like that stuff. They would go there. We are coming to your city. And and they would come to your city. That Mm. was pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm not as hard on Big and Rich as I am on Imagine Dragons. Because Imagine Dragons, I believe, is actually a talented band that actually has talent. Um, And I just hate they make terrible, terrible, terrible music. So that's uh, we're adding Thunder by Imagine Dragons and Chicken Fry mm. by Zach I'm just Brown Band. Chill down my back, just how terrible that's, those songs are. <laughs> like those songs make me like I get like maybe there are hip hop songs that probably make <laughs> your parents or even my parents for that matter very uncomfortable. This music makes Don't me play that from Grandpa Evans. <sighs> that kind of music, like oh, just thinking of that <sighs> Imagine Dragons song, it's just. I think we should do. Uh, Imagine Dragons in the office today. I don't do it. I'll it's Cocktoberfest. I'll leave early. You, you don't better, get you better, to decide this. Hey, Chris, I'll leave her. I I leave at ten oh one. I got work to do today too. And no, I, you I, don't. I, 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 I it's, told, we're I, go, it's a Friday. I, I don't know. So I, true. Yeah, the Fridays are weird here. There's like weird, it's like random mix of celebrities. It's like stuff every, in here. Yeah, it's it always weird. really funny on Friday. <laughs> it really, it, Friday it really is. It started and to the, like the the best. The best, and I've probably even talked about it. But my favorite is well, what was it? Two weeks ago, D. Ray Davis and our friend Rashonda, who's uh, a great public speaker and doing all this awesome stuff but she was in here and she's she's like double take she, is that is that it was that and she got a little bit starstruck but the best one is the fedex guy walking in and sinbad is sitting there mm-hmm. giving us a ted talk in our office and uh, he's just like stops and he's like that's he realized that he's like does this thing and then he's like sinbad is five feet from me what's he's going like, on here? where am i where do i walk into every day <laughs> what's happening <laughs> here yeah i'm sure the ups like, guy he's <laughs> such a nice guy he comes in oh, i'm sure so he be monitor what are you doing in here i yeah. see t-shirt orders coming in yeah. i see publicists over here i see comedians you guys got a studio what is this place oh, there was like, a guy we're being monitored by the fbi right yeah <laughs> <laughs> or that was last week. That was good. Some guys were coming in that are going to be launching a podcast here. And Preacher Loss walks by, mm-hmm. and, and they were they they were like, "Oh, we haven't." And then they looked him up. They're, "Oh, yeah, we know him." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's great. Sorry, back to Cocktoberfest. We keep, have a uh, pop yeah. culture. Pop culture, where we celebrate one element of white culture each day. And what Thank will you. that be today, Gardner? Hopefully, it's a white entertainment channel. Finally, what? That ain't the whitest thing a white man has ever whited in his life. Yeah. New balance shoes. I got mine on today. <laughs> Should have give me a heads up. I would have went New Balance Comfort ah, as well. I'm sorry. Uh, the official shoe of Mall Walkers. New Balance. So what? Okay. I so think I have these ones at home. I need a I need a breakdown here because now they've become this thing where Travis would probably mm, lazily say they're the uh, shoe of the alt right. Uh, or something of like that, but it is something like <laughs> it is a giant N on the front, yeah, so I think is. it kind of tells yeah. hey, as in no blacks, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly okay, good. It. Good. No, Kawhi but, Leonard, but Kawhi Leonard has changed the game. But New Balance, um, like they're almost along the line of like not wrestling shoes, but like Asics and Saucony. You say it like that, Saucony, Saucony, mm-hmm. Saucony. I think yeah. It could Even be Ciccone, a, they're like yeah. the same person that would wear Chuck Taylors would wear the black. Like New Balance had some funky colors, and it was just the N. On it, so it'd be that's how I always thought of them. But then the old white man is always wearing them. Mm-hmm. I get it. So, 
we just choose to focus on it because it's hilarious because they're big bulky things. Yeah. Right? Shout out to Kawhi. And they're Leonard. a wider. They're a wider shoot. They're which a wider I shoot. Like. They have a yeah. nice strong base. And I think that also gives you a little bit of a lift. I think that's why a lot of whites like them, because yep. they do give you a little bit of a lift in your height. So they kind of make you appear taller. So therefore, you can look a black person in the eye for the first time in your life. <laughs> what, why does that have anything to and then, yeah, oh, sorry, and then, like, yeah, you no. guys don't have that extra Achilles. And so therefore, New Balance helps provide that level <laughs> of support. Travis did an ask, the, ask a Black Guy segment in his set last night. And crowd was a little pensive. And, uh, As they should be. I literally so I asked like, a white like, crowd uh, in the hill. Please ask a black guy anything you've ever always wanted to ask. Yeah, I wish I would have been there. Yeah. So I stepped up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They didn't, I mean, obviously, I look like a, a, a plant, but a, yeah. how many Achilles do you have? <laughs> What'd you say? Four. I said four, two yeah. each. <laughs> <laughs> two in each leg. Better to rob you with. <laughs> that's why we choose to run for the cops. Uh-huh. Um, now, you have to admit, when you were in Brooklyn, uh-huh. you talked to me at yeah. one point. Uh huh. I did. And said what? I said. Two balance are great for long walks. And I had to get me a pair because I do a lot of walking in Brooklyn. And they and it's and it's true. When you do as much walking as you do in New York, I, I get now why New Balance would be the shoe of choice. They are very comfortable and again, they're durable. They're a great shoe. They're a good shoe. I now again I, I think the problem happens for my culture is that we like shoes are a part of the outfit. So we're not necessarily getting shoes for the idea of comfort. We're getting shoes for the look. Mm-hmm. New Balance just look like, uh, what are they, old nursing shoes. So that's well, the only that's thing. Certain. But they're comfortable. They're very comfortable. You can't deny that. And again, if you were, and one thing I did see I a mean, lot of in New York, people would travel with their dress shoe in their terrible, bag. Right? That's right? No, that's not, not bad at all. And they have improved their, by the way, they've improved the look of the New Balance over the years. And there are some really good-looking New Balance shoes. So those are good. That works, definitely. Okay. Uh, we've got a, a comment from our boy, Birch. She says, that's a Corvette owner uniform, New Balance and jean shorts. <laughs> He's correct. That's true, isn't He it? is very correct. And the that, hat you'll that see, says Corvette on it. Yes, with, yeah. you'll see that all over. If you go to the Ledoux Snooks, you'll see guys <laughs> in that exact outfit. That's yeah. no doubt about it. But they are comfortable. I can't hate. I get it. You guys get things for serviceability. We get it because it looked dope. Uh, <laughs> that's the only reason why we get a lot of things in life. That, to we don't, be fair, we like, don't get Chrysler's because we think they're reliable vehicles. We get them because they look good. Uh-huh. Men kind of do that with women, though, too. Really. Yeah, very true. The, the, the oh, functionality yeah. part, like if if it was the other way around, there wouldn't be a human species. Like, God bless women for oh settling. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, I'm like, ah, this son serious? of a bitch. He's got a 780 Sometime, credit report. I'll catch he's got a nice eighty thousand dollar a year job. Yeah, he looks like a munchkin, but uh, he's going to be there. He's going he'll, to be reliable. He'll be, he'll be good to me. Yeah, yeah he'll be good to me. Like, where we'll go. We're like, she, oh, wow, she has her doctorate. You know, she could literally, I could be the second. Like, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but did you see that girl who screamed at me and has giant boobs? Oh, like, that's an idiot. <sighs> yeah. She's yeah. been a host at Buffalo Wild Wings for 10 years. She's but my God, she's, she's figuring it out. She's figuring it out. Yeah. Let's keep the Cocktober spirit going because you cannot have a Cocktober mm-hmm. without a Clint Eastwood movie. And boys and girls, we got a preview not only to a Clint Eastwood movie, but the most Clint Eastwood movie he could probably direct. Starring, actually, one of St. Louis's own. Fire it up, Garzy, for the new Cocktoberfest trailer of the month what? from Clint Eastwood. What? Okay, here you go. Let's get a new tape going. All right, Richard, here's what we're going to do. We need a voice exemplar. 
I want you to say into this phone. Johnny Ham? There's a oh, bomb yeah. in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Richard, you're a national hero now. Thank you, sir. But I was just doing my job. You always look at the guy who found the bomb, just like you always look at the guy who found the body. Jewel fits the profile of the lone bomber. A frustrated white man who is a police wannabe who seeks to become a hero. We're running it. You're a suspect. You don't talk. I talk. Say it. I don't talk. This might be the only way to clear your name. I want you to say there's a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Stop trying to be their best friend. I was raised to respect authority. Authorities are looking to eat you alive. There's a bomb in Centennial Park. We have 30 minutes. I'm sorry, what? His accusers are two of the most powerful forces in the world. The United States government and the media. I do want to help y'all on law enforcement, too. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Did he do it? Richard Jewell is an innocent man. He's a hero. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. One more time, just a little louder. I report the facts. You've ruined this man's life. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Do a couple in a row. My son saved people's lives. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. You set that bomb. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. I don't know how to protect you. I think your client is guilty as hell. They want to fry you. You ready to start fighting back? Richard Jewell this December. Mm-hmm. Directed, Just of course, serious, by... Serious cast on that, too. Yeah. Very good cast. Kathy Bates, John Hamm, uh, Sam Rockwell. Uh, dynamic cast. And, of course, directed by was, Clint Eastwood. I'm guessing Richard Jewell was innocent. No, I can't he remember. Was, I can't he was remember. found oh, innocent. So it's a na our national shame. It is. is what I, <laughs> I, I don't know if you're being funny right now. No. Uh, okay. It it's was, a very bad it's one of those. It's one of those stories. They tried to pin, him, pin it to him? Did they find who did it? Yeah. Who oh. did it? That's what. This is what gets me. I don't remember it. No, no, and that's fine. I think a lot of people don't. That's the point. Is that I, I always make this point with this story. Mm -hmm. I call it our national shame because of how he was treated, and it started because of. Is he mentally disabled or no? No, 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 no. He just was a larger fella. Yeah. He had like some. He had like some health issues. Lived with his mom. The country boy. Like they picked on him because he was he was weak. The, yeah, well, yeah, the, the, the FBI went in and searched, and they found like they were saying, "Oh, he had porn on his computer," and like not child porn or anything, but just he looked at porn. And so, since he did not start to fit the stereotype of what our hero would look like, mm. it he became this target. Mm -hmm. When in reality, he saved. Upwards of a hundred lives, hundreds of lives I'm, I'm, to move I'm, people a away. Massive tragedy. It, it probably on the scale of, I say Munich. We would say almost had that actually taken place oh, yeah. in regards to the Olympics. The I Olympic mean, Park bomber was Eric Robert Rudolph. Correct. Eric yeah. Rudolph is the guy who had also done other bombings, and the FBI had been looking for. I think they might have found him in North Carolina or I think something they did, like that. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that's the thing that always gets me, and this is why it's key to pay attention to a story like this 
We remember who was accused and who was not guilty. Mm. But we don't even remember we don't. who the actual person was. Right. Which I think is a big lesson for me to learn from something like this, a story like this. Like, at least get, let's try to remember who the person was that did what they did. Right. Because we, and that's what media has to remember. Mm. That's what governmental agencies have to remember because you turn someone's life into this. And then Richard Jewell dies in like his mid forties from like a heart attack or something mm. like complications from whatever. And no one ever really, there was no, he was never really celebrated. So this is a, appears to be something to spark that. Yeah. Because like, I think people were afraid to look at themselves after that and say it was an embarrassing oh God, moment it was certainly an done? embarrassing moment yeah because it because you're like what have we done to this person's life and like to face that pain right. and what you have done to someone is difficult to deal with and i don't think any they ever did while he was alive Oof. it was it, people were very overzealous this was probably a couple years removed this is where media is at its at its height in the sense of we're in the heart of 24-hour news network a couple years removed now from the oj simpson trial mm -hmm. uh this was the first american olympics uh since the 84 games in california and los angeles uh so there's like it was just on another level and i, I was in atlanta during the first week and a half of the olympics because really? my father lived there and we went to centennial park we went to centennial park actually three days before the bombing happened. So we actually went by where the bomb was discovered. And again, uh, and like, so when, so like every, again, everyone's on full tilt at the Olympics in Atlanta. And so when the story broke, it was the biggest story in the world. Yeah. And you had this hero in Richard Jewell. But again, it was, it sort of mirrored the, 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 the same tenor of the OJ where you had, oh, this is a good guy, but wait, let's look behind the curtain to see if he's really as good as a good guy. And to Gardner's point. This is why people tell you not to stereotype right. is for instances, because when you have a bias, you don't necessarily understand what the hell's going on. And then just because that information is out there, and that's why people have to be, especially in the media, responsible with the information that you share does it add to the narrative? Like, to your point, he had uh, porn on his computer. That had nothing to do with anything. No. That had nothing to do with anything. But now that's out there, and now it's being shaped as a part of the narrative. You're just embarrassing And now you're person. just embarrassing him. So, yeah, it really is... Uh, I'm very interested to see how this plays. I, I, know I'll, I know there are going to be those on the left that are going to call out Clint Eastwood for choosing this story, which I don't think it's fair because what? I think uh, it does highlight I and no reason because I think I think people are familiar now with Clint Eastwood's politics and they're they're yeah. probably gonna suggest that here is Clint Eastwood trying to isolate an incident by showing how fake news can play a role okay. in destroying someone's you. life. And I'm saying right now that that shouldn't be the card that should be played. One, let the movie speak for itself. Uh, but two, this was an incident where it was indeed fake news this, uh, in, the, in the sense that the media ran with it without giving this man the opportunity. Well, there'll, there'll be two instances here because he'll, he'll get to go after the FBI, FBI as well. <laughs> so he'll get to use the FBI as well. But, but so I, I, but I think credit this... for shining light on a guy who's an anti-abortion person and a, 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 a white supremacist dude like the, who did the bombings. Like, don't be mad at this nice young man who saved lives be mad at the 
the other dude. I, you know, does yes. that make sense? No, definitely. And I think. So you should. You I should don't probably I, celebrate. That, I don't have a right? problem necessarily with this story being well, told. I, I don't need to celebrate whoever's doing the story necessarily because I already know it in intimate. Right. Like I, it's not but something if, that I've forgotten. No, no, no. I get it. But if he's helping change the thought process or look at this guy who we agree is a hero and got treated like yeah. garbage, like that's a pretty good thing. That right? is. Um, and to also, and but like, I don't know what Clint Eastwood's motives are, too. No, that's and that's, that's I think that's, that's the thing point. that's going to have I people think on that edge. We've seen enough. I understand what Travis is saying is that mm-hmm. we've seen enough of a recent resume to understand there could be some extra motivation, some subtlety. I'm yes. excited involved. that uh, that cast, my God, phenomenal no, I mean, cast. I, I want to see is John Hamm, Kathy John Bates, looks, Sam Rockwell. You can't beat that. Looks like he's playing a version of the. Uh, the character he played in um, the Affleck movie, The Town. The Town. Yeah. Yeah. He plays a good FBI agent. Yeah. He looks like a handsome tall guy coming after you all the time. Ah! No, but I think he's a good foil to the larger kind of doughy dude. Mm-hmm. But I think sure. to the, I think if there, if there is an overall narrative now, if Clint Eastwood wants to uh, again merge the idea that uh, I, I think let's see it. I, let's see it. But I'm saying yeah. is there, but there we know there are instances. Of the FBI and the United States government and even the media uh, overly prosecuting someone without and them having an agenda to do so. So I don't have necessarily a problem with this story being told because this is another example of the government and even our media going too far. Yeah, it's a real thing. So it's a real it's thing. Happened. So I can't I can't deny that. But humans, you you, humans are flawed. And we're but you just don't. Here's what I'll say is that if you're going to if he's going to use it to try to tell the story that, Hey, it could be happening now. Right. Then that's when you just tell him that's to go it. fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. If Clint Eastwood, we, and I think he's smart enough to, I hope he's smart enough to when he rolls his out, because it sounds like that he wants to gen up, uh, this movie as Oscar buzz or award season buzz. I think he's, he should be smart enough to just say, look, there are times where the, our government and the media can go too I mean, far if, in if, their prosecution. If that's of an the motive, then I would say, okay, Maybe I won't see it now, Clint. I'm just going to go home and watch all the president's men because that would be a counter to what his motive, right. if that truly were the case, right. which I don't know. Um, I would say, okay, if you're saying pushing this as an agenda, kind of underlying sure. while making a movie, number one, that would really severely fucking piss me off because I do believe that Richard Jewell's story needs to be told and yes. told properly told properly I because agree. he deserves the recognition that he really never got. And, if, saved and if your motive, if you have an, kind of an ulterior motive with it to kind of go that route yeah. and during interviews and promoting this, and that's where you're going to go. Yeah. Then get fucked. Yeah. Because you do what, because then you're even taken away from the story even more. Right. So that, that would be my warning. And to Chris's point, let the story speak for itself. And I'm, if Eastwood does that in his media rollout. This is a story that out, does deserve to and, be told. And it looked so like it's going to be a good story. Saying, you're specifically saying, like, you're not looking for motive, but if you catch a whiff of it, it will hurt you, your soul almost, because you do feel yes. that this man this story, who saved lives, yes. who got ran through the ringer incorrectly... No, yes. that makes sense because uh, we had somebody asking uh, about motives, looking for motives. So that there we go. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Uh, Black Sheep says maybe Gardner, you should think about that before you start pointing the finger at the very innocent and great big cycling for the hit on your life. <laughs> they are a wonderful employer. He means organization, the Black Sheep. Oh. Uh, alluding that he might be working for mm. big cycling. 
that could, uh, that could have happened with your scooter accident. Black, uh, black sheep has political ties. Black mm. sheep has the means, the resources. I am not saying that. So the black sheep put the hit out? I think we should add black sheep to your suspect Oktoberfest and a black sheep mm-hmm. puts it. So does, that, does black sheep's post-it go on the wall? I think it's pretty clear. We'll look into that. Uh, <sighs> real quick, I want to remind everybody, Travis and I, Oktoberfest, that's right, coming up. October 11th and 12th, Soulard Market Park, Travis. You ever been there? Yes, sir. He was there last year. Mm-hmm. Soulard Market Park hosting Oktoberfest. We'll be there, hyping up the crowd, getting things going, doing some stein-holding competition, having some fun, being with the people, as Travis uh, is demanded. With the people. Oh, look at that. You going to wear that German hat again? I think it's actually still... You got your leader hosing? I'm trying to see. Is it in the trunk of my car? Yeah. Mm, check it out. It's free to the public. You can also get VIP tickets online. Check out the uh, tickets on Eventbrite. That's Soulard Oktoberfest coming up. John Pertzborn, he'll be there along with Brave Combo. They're a Grammy-winning uh, German polka band. They were also on The Simpsons, Travis. One of my favorite jokes I think I told last year at Oktoberfest. What's up, my schnitzels? Mm. He was real proud of I that. I was very proud of that. Real proud of that. You gonna use that again? Uh, hell yeah. You should. That's a go-to, man. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Come out and join us October 11th and 12th. Soulard Farmer's Market with uh, Travis, but we'll put the umlauts over your A. Oh, nice. Yeah, Ooh. make that uh, extra German for that day. Guten Tag! Don't. Well, no, that was kind of on. Yeah. Uh, we do have a great interview with Ian Edwards. Uh, he's at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Definitely watch this. He's very funny, and it was a good time. And we actually go back and... Uh, Take a look back from about four years ago. That might have been a little embarrassing <laughs> for me. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything we need to knock out before we jump to Ian Edwards? No, I don't think so. Guys, we hope it's a great weekend. Enjoy this. It's uh, Travis Rell, myself, and uh, Ian Edwards. Very funny comedian. Live right here at Midcoast Studio. Check it out. Pleased to be, this is weird to say, rejoined by Ian Edwards, in from California, doing Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Ian was one of our first guests we ever had on the show. He still talks about it to this day as a, a momentous well, occasion. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is uh, you guys have come a long way. <laughs> we you actually know, just, you've come so far that you got a, a guy that can barely walk. You have to wait for him to press the on button. So mm-hmm. we've been here for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. He said five. For this guy yeah. that they <laughs> can't walk. To, you know, he's the, he's the technical guy. <laughs> technically yeah. handicapped now. Te- yeah, technically handicapped. Well, ra- you got run over on a what? On the sidewalk? Go ahead and make it about you, Gardner. Come on, let's do it. I was on a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a lifestyle for Nothing him. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. You want to you want to so tell Ian the story? Uh, I think it, no, I think you need to tell him the story. The car this is pretty bad, way. Ian. Car got, car got in the way. And then you have to like duck I out. To, I had to jump off. <laughs> you I had to make a okay. decision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, twisted my knees. What did you learn from this? <laughs> uh, that there should be no more cars allowed in urban areas. Mm, that's mm. exactly what yeah. we just learned from that. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you learned the right lesson. <laughs> 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 Apparently, you definitely leveled up uh, knowledge-wise. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of my scooter. Yeah, uh, it's never going to happen. Uh, we're excited to have Ian in town again at Helium all weekend long. You guys go out and see him. Uh, have some very talented openers as well, but we're excited to speak to Ian on the uh, recent release of the new special, man. All Things Comedy, putting that out. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr backing you. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of, uh, of very talented people that believe in you and have been 
preaching the Ian Edwards gospel for so many years, mm -hmm. so it's nice to be able to put the special out, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Does it feel like it's, I mean, you've, you've been doing stand-up for a while, you write. Is this a, did it feel the way you thought it was going to feel, like supposed to feel, I guess, putting the special out? Does it feel like an achievement? Uh, the way things are now, right. it's not, like, it's not an achievement. I feel like you need, to, I need to do two more on yeah. top of that that one to mm -hmm. get to where I want to get to. You right. know what I mean? Like no, two, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think you build as you go along and then you do a second one and then some people that didn't see the first one see the second one and they go back to see the first one and then you do the third one and people that didn't see the second or the first <laughs> right. one go back to see the... Right. And then, then you get like the fan base that you need to like to like like be like have a lot of like make a lot of money on the road how about that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah theaters yeah, yeah theaters and stuff that. like that yeah. what are some of the creative challenges that you ran into in putting this like i would imagine like you obviously you do a lot you do your best material as you or at least work through some of your best material while you're on the road but then you get into the room and the post-production you look at a joke or you see the response of a crowd what were some of the challenges that you now, everything was perfect bro really right out no. the just yeah. home run classic yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, sounds like the you know nah, i mean i mean the only challenge I don't know if challenges are the right question. Okay. You know, it's just it's just an experience. Okay. Like you know, you you figure out like what, like I was, I, I, all the edits that they asked me to come to, and that I was available for, I went to. I learned uh, just the whole process of it. Right. And then figured out tricks how to fix things. Not that much needed fixing. Like I had to learn how to like, all right. So we had this whole special, but they had a theme. Some okay. jokes didn't fit the theme. So you're like, ah, take those out. Okay. Even though those are good jokes, I'll take them out. And it's good you could take them out because now I still have two or three jokes or bits that I can use while I'm building my new hour right. on the road. Okay. So it's just stuff like that. And then you, you see how a crew, like when a crew, when you're shooting a special, we shot two in one day. Right. Wow. So we shot two in one day, and the first one was my best set. Okay. The second one, because they told me the first one went so well, so I kind of like relaxed a right. little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but then the second one was the crew's best one, okay. as far as like okay. technically coordination and, and technically like the camera and the director and just everybody was in concert by the by the second one right, right? and uh so that was their best performance like with the crane and just you know sound and everything so they want to use the second one right and i want to use the, <laughs> the first, first one, one you had yeah. Best performance. yeah so you, like when i was talking to whitney she did an entire shoot the day before she shot two twice too right but the day before she did a shoot with all the cameras so that they could get their rehearsal one out oh, of I the see. way okay you know what i mean yeah interesting so that all things comedy produced both those too right? yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. but she didn't want to like you know you can end up in a situation where it's like the first one is stretching for the camera crew, right you know and and I'm already ready to go. Right. You know right. I mean? right. By right. the second one, I'm like, we already won this game. Right. <laughs> We're up by 30 points. 
So why am I playing like we down by third? <laughs> right. Yeah. Does it become distracting? Like I would imagine. Like, but I you don't know till after. Until after. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Then. You don't know like. You know, I didn't realize until after. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And is that is that the plan to to stick to more just steamroll the the stand up the specials tour 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 tour, or do you want to get back to writing some? Like, what do you like? Because I know in the past you've said writing has maybe I don't, just taken opportunities away from stand up at times. I don't ever put it that way. It's just you you just make a choice, and then people also like coin you. Yeah. And they say, oh, he's a writer, which I didn't know because I was doing stand-up in right. LA all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Which is interesting because when people are building their writer's room, they want stand-up comedian. Like, they mm -hmm. want somebody who has that right. in that back pocket. So that's interesting that people will be so quick to typecast you one thing or the other. Right. I guess if they see other people doing it more, uh -huh. those people are more in their mind as a stand-up than the people they don't see as much. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Right. And then they'll say, where's Ian? Oh, he's, he's writing on a show. So then, they, oh, but I'm always doing stand-up in L.A., but uh, comedy changed. Like, the more you're on the road, the more visibility you have as a stand-up right. now, you know? It's wild, too, that this is your first one you've done. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, and now you want to try, you pop out five more, right? Maybe not <laughs> five, but I, I know. At least two more. Two more. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't mean to be redundant, but I often ask other writers this. Like, especially when you do, you've done shows like Blackish, you've done things like Carmichael Show. Mm -hmm. Like, is there a different level of pressure for writers of color in those rooms, knowing that at least it feels like from a, a audience member like myself, that there is a little room for error in the sense that, you know, you, you, you almost have to for, for some black shows, you have to hit the ball out of the park at the first at bat. If you don't, then you're you know, you're kind of put behind the eight ball. And do you feel like that level of pressure takes place in the writer's room? Or at the end of the day, the writers are just, let's put together the best script, the best story, and just let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, I think that attitude is the best. Like, every okay. show has pressure. Okay. You know what I mean? Because every show wants those, you have to get, you have to get, you know, you, you get a deal. I mean, it, it's, the pressure is not from there. Mm -hmm. It's from pitching a show and it's like so let me start this over so every show has to make an impact or else they're gone right right you right. know what i mean uh, i think the issue with black shows is the type of black shows mm. that they allow you to have on oh, I see. in the first place <laughs> right. so okay. they set the tone from the beginning right so you, it's like if you have a black show you have to like there's a type of weird racism <laughs> where you have to like i have a thing on my instagram called roommates mm -hmm. right so it's a it's a little instagram show right right and it's funny people get i like it a lot i get a lot of comments and likes and watches and views and then we my manager pitched it to a network and they were like what's the cultural significance of the show? And it's just some situational funny things. Right. And this terror that I put my roommate through. Right. <laughs> right. And my roommate <laughs> is a uh, Chaldean. You know, it's like he's from Iran right. and yeah. I'm black. So they want a, a show with cultural significance. Huh. Meanwhile, the same network has shows that are all white right. with no cultural significance. Ah. So the racism is 
you have to teach us something about your people to be on our network. Wow. If you're not, it's going to be tougher to, so get, if you look it, at, wow. to get on. So if you look at Blackish, it's teaching something. Right. If you look at the Carl Michael show, right. it was teaching exactly. something. Exactly. Uh, Chappelle show was teaching something. Like, uh, like most of the shows that are on, like Rami on Hulu, he's teaching something about what it's. So it, it has to be almost looked at as a kind of a documentary for wow. white people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or else they won't just let you be like, un like they just won't let you just, but just say some funny shit. Right, right, that's, right, exactly. That's so frustrating because that's yeah. the answer to their issues. Like you should just, that's the most pure form of it. Just like, just go do your thing. Like that makes no sense. Like that's it's very strange to hear that. Or why now? To me, why, why yeah, this? Why I'm this not the one pitching and getting this. No, it's funny. It's like that's like we're gonna be more diverse, right? And we're gonna put on, <laughs> but that's not on ethnic shows, <laughs> right? But you know, like uh, what's his name? What's the? Um, he's a big comic. I forgot his name. He had a show. He won some Emmys on Netflix, and he's huge. He was uh, on Parks and Rec. Uh, Aziz Ansari. Aziz. Right. Aziz show is teaching something. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, just think of like all the, sh there's no, you know, there might be a very few black shows on our ethnic shows that they're not having to have that lesson. There's no history lesson or right. cultural lesson, or you're not learning about the culture of the people. I think Sunnyside, which has a lot, a big ethnic cast. Yes. The pilot episode did, did and didn't have cultural significance. Right. But I don't know where the show is going to go once it goes on more. Right, but we'll, we'll see. I never thought about like I, now that I think about it. But that's, that's a, crazy like to, weirdly enough, like that's not treating everyone the same. Like, no, it's no, not. We need to do no. that, that, that's, listen, listen. That's the most people, racist. People don't learn. It's funny. It's people think when they're not even being racist that they're not being right, racist, right. but they are kind of being racist. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it is too because that that's the thing that we bitch about all the time. Mm -hmm. Where it's just like we just want to kind of get it to the point where everybody can just call each other an asshole, and you right. don't want to have to think that there's some weird charge behind it. But mm -hmm. with stuff like that, you're essentially just creating more noise that you're not you're just not letting people do it, and it's frustrating. Ha, has the has has the I guess the energy changed from the time you got into the industry to now, as far as being able to put any type of project that you're working on forward has it changed in any regard because because again like well, for those not into what the do you industry, mean like as far as like when you first got started and and when you were to start pitching ideas have have people's sensibilities changed to the point where like well it was very difficult to push a, an idea like a Chappelle show maybe 15 20 years ago whereas to now you may see more networks or studios more willing to take on that well, type of comedy if you will well, it's not even a type of comedy. It's like, so when I first started, there's usually only one black guy at a time. Right. Right. Now, it's, it's, they, they use a lot of ethnic people. Right. And minorities, but they have to be younger. Right. So I'm not exactly in the younger <laughs> age group anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of young minorities getting a chance. Because, like, I think the millennials are seeing everybody pretty much as the same and it's that generation is like coming up now and right. has been doing things so a lot of them so it was harder to get for, to get a writing job back then unless it was like a black show but now i can right. get a job 
on any Anything, show right because they they want to have a, a diverse writer's room because nobody wants to look bad and maybe some people are really trying to change things so it's easier right. to get a writing job and but to get your own show you have to like mark maron had to cre- create something <laughs> create his own yeah create his own thing like right. you know he, he you, you've heard his story he said he was done nobody wanted him right and it was you know his age and bill burr you know yeah had to you know he's been around for a while before he broke through and it and it wasn't anybody giving him anything it's just some shit he created right and just just keep it keep going like everybody's like unless you're young or you're already famous right right if you're already famous you're fine and if you unless you create something mm. and get out there but it's it, it is easier for younger comics okay now plus there's more networks more platforms right there's a, a like when i came up there's abc nbc cbs and then fox came in yeah that's weird thinking yeah. fox used to be a renegade yeah. channel Right, and out the gate, like, too, they, like they would make fun of it. would be like cops and like violent things. Yeah, and and just like they, just yeah. crazy and stuff. And then I call in Keenan Ivy right out the gate. Yeah, like, that was a very big leap for yeah. a network show, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Well, now too, and you're you tour with him. I assume you are. You're close to Joe Rogan. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, and it's one of those things where he does more numbers than any network TV show, maybe out there. Not any, yeah, that, most. That, yeah, there's a lot of like individual. Uh, what do they call them? Like just podcasters or podcasters, or, or, or yeah, or just like creators, even people right. who have just stuff on YouTube, right, right, like that. You know, th- everything's so split up. It's not those three or four networks anymore. There's so much access to other things, right, and it's taken attention away from those things. And now, as more time goes on, people believe in these other things. Right. than the traditional things and they look at them just you're just talking about the logan paul and his brother mm-hmm. in the other room and uh, like those guys are killing it and right. there's just so many it. people crushing it but just right. they get network numbers that's crazy just yeah. from goofing around doing whatever they do yeah so and the irony is you know dane cook is kind of the guy yeah. who started it. Kicked it off he's the guy that everybody shits on right but he's the guy whose blueprint everybody's following from myspace and yeah, yeah. from myspace you know that's, that's i remember that wave too because the age we are that happened we were at the end of college i guess and i just remember just every like people that have never even said the word stand-up comedy before like yeah mm-hmm. dane cook i love dane cook like yeah. that was this crazy wave that we just kind of saw happen right. in what 2005 or six or whatever mm-hmm. that was it's wild to think about. At the end of the day, then, for a, a comedian or a writer, is the goal to to just get the work out there and have eyes on it? Or is it still to get, you know, the, the film deal, the TV deal? Or, or I guess it just maybe... Everybody just has their own individual goal. Gotcha. You know, if you're asking me about mine, uh, I want to get my stuff out there. Some I'm going to have to give away for free. Like I have a podcast, right. a soccer podcast. Soccer I do the, 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 the roommates thing right. on Instagram and we're going to put it on YouTube soon. And, uh, you know, I just want people, uh, it's just an ad for people to become aware of me and then right. come see me at these comedy clubs and grow into theaters. And maybe I'll do something bigger than theaters, okay. you know? at one point 
I don't like it too big. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. Even though some big venues do manage to create intimacy. Yeah. I didn't yeah. believe that they yeah. could. Uh-huh. So it's kind of funny when you see stand-up in these huge-ass... <laughs> it's right. interesting when you're so used stuff. to... Yeah. I mean, you uh, do you do the store mainly? Yeah. Like, if you do the store or, like, the belly room or something. Like, it's it's still... It's a club, obviously, but it's, yeah. it's cozy and you right. feel good and mm-hmm. it's, it feels how comedy should be watched or performed or whatever. But then... Mm-hmm. I, I do applaud some of the, I don't know how what theaters maybe you're thinking of. I'm thinking like, even there's a 4,000 person theater up the street that it's so old and so crafted mm-hmm. for specifically 4, that. 4,000 is nothing. Four th- right. But yeah. I've done I've done recently, I've been on the road with Chappelle and Rogan when they yeah. did the combined shows. Yeah, uh, one yeah, in that's right. Utah, you yeah. did? We yeah. did one, it was like 25,000. And, and it felt intimate? And yeah, somehow it felt intimate. And I was like, when we walked in there, when it's only like five people in the stands and just all the chairs that were empty. I was like, what the fuck did you get me into? (laughs) (laughs) Then it packed out and it just became a lovely night. And you just, after I got off, I just, before I even went on, I enjoyed watching the show. Yeah. Terrified, went up, they got into it right away. Right. Did my thing. And then just, sat back and just watched everybody else. Can you describe that energy? Like, I, 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 yeah, I, I can't it's imagine. Like waves like, coming in off the ocean. Right. I can't imagine mm-hmm. being in front of like 25,000 people just almost hanging on your every word. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just, I could imagine like, I would step out in front of that. I feel like I would black out first, right. but. I, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all because, because <laughs> I wasn't there. Because it didn't you feel above real. yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, and imagine if you're funny like Ian, and people actually laugh at what you say. That'd like be how nice. pleasing that. That is. would help. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> Definitely helps. Yeah. Does it, I mean, does it literally like roar in from the back? Like, are there delays? Like, yeah, you have to wait. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a physics thing. Interesting. It's the, the how sound travels. You know, you have to wait till, you know, everybody hears it. Everybody laughs and then stops laughing, right? Because you don't want to step on. It's it's a timing thing, right? You know, how competitive are you guys when you're like on the road like that? Because you guys have been doing it for so long, and it's I would imagine it feels very natural. Oh, but do you guys at any point think? when you're doing those kind of things, is there a little competitiveness that goes on? I mean, I'm c- competitive from before that. Okay, you know, it's competitive mean meaning I'm competitive with myself, right? But also, I guess with other comics in a, in in the healthiest way possible. Right, of course. Like you want to like I guess I I like my reputation of being a good comic. Right. So I want to keep that. Right. You know what I mean? So after the special I have any material really, a few jokes I just started like trying out new shit right away right. and trying to get that new shit up to par with my old stuff and even better than that. And then it's painful when you're just doing okay, mm. you know? So you go home and listen to those sets and you start working on them, you know, and trying to make those jokes better, right. you know? And like I did Laughing Skull was one of the first gigs I did soon after. In Atlanta, right? In Atlanta. Nice. I, and that's after the special year. So I just, so I gave them a good mediocre weekend of comedy. Oh, good. You know what I mean? It was nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I had. <laughs> right. But after, but I learned so much from that weekend. Right. And repaired the set, 
so much prejudice, and, and it just happens. You don't know what people are thinking after right. this. So, yeah, he was all right. <laughs> he, all right. Travis, he took it to laughing school half hard, and he's like, well, you know, we still did No, it. no, I went, I went all out. <laughs> I fully erect. But yeah. the state of the material. Okay, got yeah, it. It's yeah. just like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you recall, like, the joke or even maybe the moment where you knew, like, hey, I can really do this shit for a living? Like when, like when you felt, because I always feel like with comedians, like you, you will know. It's not always how the crowd responds or an agent or another comedian oh, telling man. you. Comics but I six feel like with a, in and think they they've got to figure it out. Yeah, true. Man, but, then, but, but then, but then, also I think it like there's a where everything just comes together yeah, yeah, where yeah. you get the response from the crowd and your peers, but also where you even as a writer comedian where you know, nah, that shit's funny. And and yes, this the right decision not to be a general manager at Macy's, but now do stand up for a living. This was the thing to do. If I could have been a general manager at Macy's, <laughs> think about the retirement you have built up. Your four hundred one k would be quite healthy. Maybe that's when the decision was made. You know? <laughs> and I realized I wouldn't be able to be a general manager at Macy's. Anyway. I wonder if it's like on these yeah, on that's these a big accomplishment. Bro. <laughs> That's, not, that's like being a doctor and an architect. Yeah. Imagine how proud your family would be. Yeah. All the shit they I could get them. I can get them as much shit as a famous person. You could afford yeah. vacation, sir. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And he wouldn't have to work on it. I, yeah, you I'm, could walk around the house. If you feel like being sick, we could afford it. <laughs> you, know? you don't have to be we're healthy gonna, all the time. We're gonna have to, you we're can gonna get hit by a scooter. <laughs> you got this. You got medical. We're going to have to put our producer down thanks yeah. to the state of the health care yeah. system. No, I wonder, too, Travis, to add on to yours, like, I don't know, maybe it's the first time that in your heart, and I'm not saying put anybody on front street, mm -hmm. in your heart you just knew you did better than somebody you looked up to. That could be a moment that I would I would think would be important for a comic where it's like, oh, and, and just to enjoy that. I'm sure those there, are... There's, there, well, there's lots of moments. Like, the first, the moment, my first set ever, I bombed. Hmm. I was nervous. The lights were bright. I knew people in the audience. Mm. I was just a, a rack of nerves. Right. But I pulled it together on the last joke. And it was the only joke that I said the way I wrote it. Mm. And they laughed. And I was like, oh, I can do this. I'm not, it's not that I'm not funny. I'm nervous as shit. Right. Yep. And I got to get over these nerves and I'll be fine. And then one, and then I started at Governor's this Comedy Club in Long Island. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, I used to go there on the weekends and see all the headliners, saw some great headliners. So it was great as a young comic to be able to see these people who are on TV for free. Uh, God bless the club owners and the people who ran it. Right. You know, you do open mics during the week, but on the weekend, me and a bunch of the open mics would meet up there. And there was one guy, he sold out one weekend. I can't remember his name to this day. We didn't know who he was. He wasn't on TV, but he sold out the weekend. I said, oh shit, you could make a living even if people don't know you, you could just, mm. all I got to do is at least be this guy right. who I don't even remember right now. <laughs> right. And, that's and when I'll the, be fine. That's when the Macy's <laughs> you know I mean? general manager job went out yeah, the window. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Sad day for some. The, yeah, because that guy was a general manager. <laughs> <laughs> who, now, who I now respect greatly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's one of those things, mm -hmm. Travis, that, you know, oh, he could have been something, man. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, one day. One uh, day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. He's like, I'm in a podcast yeah. studio in St. Louis, Missouri. Do you think it's happening? I don't know. What so do let me ask you a question. So when I first did your podcast, who contacted me? Me. 
You did? So what it was. So yeah, that's our how bad my memory is. <laughs> what, you've done plenty of yeah, uh, significant things in the last four years. Like you mm -hmm. almost got that job at the grocery store. There that's was true. the uh, civil servant stuff you were doing. Yeah, yeah. You've accomplished some things. That's true. Well, that's how we talked to you. I think we were, we were on the radio at the time. We so that's what we, radio. so we're idiots. We started doing just, uh, at the time, we were 30-ish, mm -hmm. I guess. We wanted to do a podcast trying to keep it super short here, but want to do a podcast. And I was like, I have a sales background. We aren't interesting enough for anyone to actually listen to a podcast in my living room. Mm -hmm. We knew of a CBS affiliate that killed their, like an eight to 10 PM evening show. Mm -hmm. And it worked out that, uh, it did. I mean, it, it had a decent reach on the station. They gave us a chance. Mm -hmm. It worked out. All right. And I just figured I was like, I could probably get a hold of comics. Helium opened up not long after. So that helped with mm -hmm. contacts and stuff like that. But yeah, we, I think I emailed you or you had a guy uh, attached to your website that connected the two of us. Oh, maybe it was Hunter, my manager at the time. Yeah, maybe yeah, so. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I could pull up the emails probably somewhere, but I just reached out directly. And On this computer right in front of you? Very, this works, very, that, works, that works instantly? Yes. <laughs> that you could find out the answer to this question? <laughs> that you're not even reaching like a to try to find out me. since we're on <laughs> the top? Okay. <laughs> problem would be the, the CTE that <laughs> just riddles my brain. You got a computer right in front of it. If only if there was a device where I could yeah, probably exactly. get the answer immediately. Uh -huh. yeah, let's just find out. <laughs> will, There's a search uh, thing. Yeah. Even I know this and I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Just, I'm we're never going to have this moment again. Ever again. I'll be honest. I will never be back here <laughs> as a comedian. I may not even do this stupid city of yours ever again because of you. Nah, so nah. whoops. Thanks, no thanks for your old manager for answering. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. thanks for answering. Yeah, it was really a good time. Yeah. No, uh, I reached out and uh, and had you on. And we had you on the evening radio show. And then uh, in a pretty quick amount of time, we moved, went from there to like afternoon drive and mornings. And then oh, right. we realized it, was just, it made more sense at this time, finally, that kind of the digital wave caught up to St. Louis. Mm -hmm. We partnered with some really cool people. We have a publicist and an apparel okay. person, formed a bigger company, mm -hmm. and figured we'd dump money into a studio rather than yeah, splitting it. an apparel it. person? We, we, have a, we, have, we print stuff. It's called Buy Jack. It's through the... Oh, through, okay. Yeah, we're a whole media company. Yeah. Balling. Yeah, yeah, balling. yeah, yeah. We're doing some, you need some shirts, bro? What, what yeah, do you want? You need a banner? Yeah, let's see. Let's see what size the suit they look like. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. We'll make that happen. Yeah. I'm going to find this email. This yeah. is bugging me now. Travis, you got anything for Ian? Now, I, I do want to know, too. Mm -hmm. As far as the digital stuff, is there, whether it's your friend, whether it's Rogan's, whether it's uh, Marin or Fitzdog, anybody, the a podcast that you do, mm -hmm. do you see a giant, and you do your own podcast, but mm -hmm. is there a significant bump in just people recognizing you, being into your stuff, et cetera, on any of those podcasts more yeah, than yeah. the other? Yeah. Like Miss Pat said, right. she's like her whole life changed when she did WTF, and then also like another thing with Rogan. Yeah, Rogan and... Uh like I just did Tom, and Tom Papa. No, uh, what should I call it? I just did your mama's house. Oh, your mom's. So house. that came out yesterday. I did a few They're huge a month ago, and it and followers went up and comments went up and yeah, yeah and yeah. Like when I was promoing the special, I hit a lot of podcasts, right. and that did just as much as the special. Right. Like the special got me on a ton of podcasts. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I feel like so show business is kind of reverse right, right. now. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I feel like like what what HBO did kind of for a comedy like in the early mid '90s, like podcasts are almost doing now for comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as like they're yeah. out there, and now mm -hmm. you guys are like getting so much more exposure. 
but also being able to, I feel like also podcasts have become a place where you can work out material. And or you, you can, can lose a job at SNL. Or, you can, or, or that, or that, <laughs> or if that. you want to call that material, sure. <laughs> do, you know, do you know that guy? No, I don't know him. Yeah, no. yeah. He's like, oh, we, we all know him now. <laughs> I know yeah. all of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't blame them for not hiring him. It's, I, not, I and it's it. not because of what he said. Right. That's yeah. It's his response to what he said afterwards. <laughs> it's the, 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 yeah, the third, we, like we, you're like the we, third we, or fourth yeah, or second they, comedian yeah. that said exactly. Yeah. That. When they call you in and you know, like, what do you have to say for yourself? Right. Say, give your Obama speech. There it is. But like, it you is. know what you're getting into. You're not yeah. going on to do like Chappelle's show. You're going on to do SNL, and you know who SNL. Well, you, you know what time it is. It's right. 2009. Like, there's a friend on SNL now. When they got the job, so they called up All Things Comedy mm-hmm. and said, hey, I need you to take all my podcasts down. They didn't tell, tell All Things Comedy why All Things Comedy took them down. A week later, it was announced they were a new cast member of SNL. Right. Right. This person doesn't even really say anything controversial. Right. But they were smart enough yeah. to say, take it all down. This guy didn't do that. Right. So I'm, I'm ta- talking about not hiring somebody on a level of smartness right that's going to make more mistakes later on right as a member you don't you don't want to hire somebody who's just going to make dumb mistakes right so the cancel culture is saying this is cancel culture but it's not that. no 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 it's like you want you want to work with somebody who's smart enough to know too smart enough to understand yeah. what they're definitely well, getting yeah. themselves yeah. into and that's part yeah. of the play if you're running through a field you don't want somebody who's going to trip every four feet right yeah, you're, gonna like, see, yeah. you're not going to see a uh, a field of glass and not say let me not put my shoes on right you know, <laughs> right and just you're gonna run barefoot through it right right right, right. <laughs> if you could write for any program right now on tv i don't even know if you get to watch much tv or anything but i, I do i get it in do you yeah. okay so is there a program that would you would just you get an automatic want, pass uh-huh. to jump in on the writing staff yeah i want to i want to write on my own to be honest yeah yeah, yeah that's why I've, I've like turned down a bunch of jobs since the special came out right and just focusing on like you know on the road and at one at one thing that'll help me my profile grow more yes. is getting my own show yes. so when's that gonna happen uh i guess the process is kind of starting now so yeah I, I gotta like while i'm on the road i gotta work on some things right. so get pitches and ideas and stuff ready well so i can you know i've been a huge fan of your writing for a long time so i'm very much looking forward oh, thanks, to whatever brother. project you have a time on the line please oh, yeah. uh, please come back to, on this show so we can promote the hell out of yeah, it yeah and so then maybe you. by that time he'll find that email <laughs> all right well all right, i come. just found something so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say your email out loud if you keep mouthing on. <laughs> cool i don't have that email no <laughs> A lot of things changing for you. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, this is, I think I know what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, I found this, but I can't. I, I, I'm, it's not going back super, super far, so I'm just not even going to. How like, old is, like is comedies how, online? How old is this Acer? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, I don't ever use this email account anymore. I'm like, hmm. What was your, what was your manager's name? Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, I'm not getting anything from that. Put H. F- uh, uh-huh. H. Hunter Seedman. Put okay. that in and see if something comes. Okay. H. Seedman. Not, not. Oh, no. okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Oh, boy. Yep. There it is. At Integral okay. Entertainment. You want to yeah. hear him, like, actually see the, hear the email that he sent? 
I don't want to read it. Yeah, let's read Yo, it. dog. What's good? I am Chris Dittman. Because then, because yeah. hello. Here's a bunch of shit that's not true for your client to come on our thing. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. He's <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> like, we've interviewed you the do writer this? of The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, Hunter sent me to Brian. To Brian? Yeah. Do you know who Brian, Brian is? Brian who? Brian's email is at Monterey International. Monterey International? <laughs> oh, like I think that's a... This is fun. That's a... Uh, Monterey A, a Nigerian press. Okay. <laughs> That's a, he's a, he, I think he's a booker. Okay. But he sent you to Brian. Hey, Brian, wanted to reach out and see if Ian would be available for radio appearance the first or second week of October. We're in St. Louis, uh, Missouri. Uh, oh, and I said, so I booked all these people. This is real. As of now, our launch in October includes guests like Adam Carolla, Greg Fitzsimmons, a couple NFL players, UFC folks. Oh, we'll yeah, I remember this lie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember this one. Because yeah. when I was doing the podcast, yeah. I said, this doesn't feel like they've done all that. <laughs> like, like, during the actual podcast. Was like, I don't. Oh, yeah. that during it, probably. I, don't, like, yeah. I don't think they can even read. I <laughs> want to say you might have been our second or third guest, but all those people did You come literally on. were. They yeah. came on? Yeah. Eventually, after, after we got, it says, we ran. As of now, our launch in October includes Adam Carolla, Greg Fitzsimmons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You probably just read through it too quick. Like, oh, Carolla? Nah, it's, not, it's not too quick. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just sham. You <laughs> lie, son of a bitch. Oh, you are some lies. Come on. Brunch con. Brunch con. <laughs> <laughs> just call it what it is. <laughs> That's why you didn't want to bring up the email. Uh-huh. Brian Swanson. <laughs> Brian Swanson is who this was. Expect to hear from Ian's manager shortly. He is into this. Oh, so now oh, so you're not. Now so were you, you lying? You sent it to Brian. So someone named Brian <laughs> sent it to Hunter. Now we have Hunter. Hi, Chris. I manage Ian Edwards, and his booking agent forwarded me along the info. Uh, Ian would be so into doing this. So you sent it this. to Brian, and Brian was my booking agent. Mm-hmm, and I Brian guess. sent it to Hunter. Did you send it to Brian for me or just whoever he got? Did I just end up by? He didn't even want me. This is an accident. It's a, it's a complete accident. I was trying to get Ian back, but they gave me the wrong Ian. Oh. That's what it sounds like. This yeah. whole uh, so shit is an accident. Uh, Why are you here right now? <laughs> this is sure, all built on a lie. You sure, you want me here this time? I wonder. It's all oh. coming clear now. Oh man! <laughs> Very uh, wow! Look forward to thought. Oh yeah, <laughs> Chris, get out of this. Let's get out of this. Hunter's got to dump, Chris. Brian, this is fantastic. Oh man! Yeah, and then Sorry. we had you on for something we probably stumbled through for too long of a time, uh-huh. and then uh, it was over the phone. And yes, it was. Yeah, and yeah, then I remember. I was in my living room. <laughs> like uh, the worst day of my life. What the hell is this? This, this guy's <laughs> interviewed all those people. It's not. It's impossible. <laughs> you sound like my mother now. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Y'all talk to these comedians. Ooh, anything besides 100% half-assed. Ian would like us to plug. Like that mattered at the time. He's the comedy store in particular. You were going to be at the New York Comedy Festival right before that. Oh, yeah, 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 right before your life got ruined by talking to us. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, that's but one listen, of Listen, you weren't. You guys weren't big enough to ruin anything. That's also <laughs> true. That's the problem. You're still exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. It's not even that you important should, to ruin yeah, my career. You should probably go complain. <laughs> like, this is not no. worth your time. No, I mean, we did it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. 
Well, well, uh, it's a well. Good, good thing we have roof access here. I'm going to go jump. <laughs> uh, it's been enough. Yeah. Ian, it's, uh, it truly is a pleasure <laughs> to have you back on. <laughs> it truly is a pleasure. <laughs> This is gonna be he's is gonna he, write about is this. Is he even hurt? Walking around with a What the hell is a, a mid coast? Uh, yeah, we were waiting for this guy to press a button to say go. Is he even hurt? This this is all all uncovered from an old email thread. We better get out of this podcast studio for, for the real people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we told y'all about yeah. planning here. Yeah. This is a dentist's office. Get your equipment out yeah. immediately. Take your sound shit off my dentist wall. <laughs> we just photoshopped all these pictures of just people. You might know. There's like p- pictures of people on the wall with their mouth open and <laughs> gauze in their mouth. What? I thought, why this is, is a, a weird Why is there a trunk with toys yeah. for the, as you leave the studio? Yeah. It says for kids. Jesus. It's strange. <laughs> Ian Edwards, uh, listen to the soccer comic. Is it soccer comic rants? Yeah. On all things comedy. Uh-huh. No one's going to know about this, right? We're yeah. just tricking you into uh-huh. this. You yeah. should come back next time. We have an MLS team now. So you can <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to that. ask you about that. Should we care about MLS? Uh, I used to tell, I used to not care, but I care way more now. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good, good sign. Yeah. Yeah. So what? The league, has it gotten better? The league's gotten better. Plus, there's a team in LA called the LAFC. Yeah. And it's like, uh, great soccer experience okay. mm-hmm. to go okay. to their games like the fans got their shit together the organization got their shit together okay they had a good coach good players they they have a system you know the players fit the system okay and the support is amazing it's just a really that's okay. fun ass time right, cool. it, it, so through the lens of the lafc the mls is good and zlatan he's playing for the galaxy he's right. doing good over there and I, I used to go to galaxy games and they it's just like a cheering section of like 20 people banging on drums trying to drag the whole stadium with them the rest of the stadium Mm -hmm. is like probably on the cell phone or on ig or just you know it just wasn't it's just just not what the lafc is now right you know right it must be a good gig being a a mouthpiece for big soccer as well too it's got to be to push that out there man i I don't know it's it there's not that many people are more than you would think uh just kind of spreading the word about soccer in the U.S., and it seems like there's just such a swell. Maybe yeah. it's because we're in St. Louis, and mm-hmm. there has been all this excitement around MLS, but there's been a big shift, and people have been telling yeah. us there's going to be a big shift for 20 years. Right. feels like it's more real now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go in the morning to – you You guys have a team that's not in the MLS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, St. Yeah. STLFC. Mm-hmm. I'm going down there tomorrow. Oh, oh nice. In the morning, check out the field. Oh, nice. Out, look at Very the You'll enjoy that then. Take some pictures and shit like that. So that I'll be team doesn't anymore. actually exist. I tricked your manager into thinking you did? it was yeah, yeah, I know. I, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I got to go Google it. <laughs> false reality. Man, my internet is here. weirdly not working in here. <laughs> Oddly, right? <laughs> so I can't check out uh, shit. It's kind of strange how that yeah. happens. No, uh, that's exciting. How did you set that up for SCLFC? Um, is that ma- the club? My manager. I got. I got. Uh, that's why you got a new manager. Real one. He vets he things. A real one. Yeah. 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 He, he looked into it. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. we're trying to build a podcast out, so the more interactions I have with people who are invested in the idea of soccer, no matter on what level, is a positive. You want us mm-hmm. to send an email? See if we can get the. Uh, no, no, no. We could. No, okay, ah. man. <laughs> like, ah. man, that's so great to have you. And uh, I apologize for uh, for doping you the uh, first time. Yeah, you did. You got him, though. You 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 roofied me. You were word roofied me. You roofied me. Son of a bitch. You roofied me onto your podcast, oh, bro. Man. That's gonna be the clip off we yeah. use for other comedians to try to get them yeah. on the show. Uh-huh. Oh, it's funny roofied. though. Good good shit. 
<laughs> oh, for real. For real. Uh, you're patronizing. It's no, no, a little no, awkward. No, no. Now it's went from a fun story to insulting. I now, Ian. No, it's I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even insult you like that. <laughs> you're not worth I, it. Like, I like the way it, it, you built this thing up oh. from lies. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no one's gonna answer <laughs> emails ever. <laughs> I mean, they will now. Because <laughs> it works. You know? yeah, this yeah. is like, what's that show on, damn, what network is it? The guy worked on, uh, he's a lawyer, but he doesn't have a degree. Better call Saul. No, nah, not better call doesn't have a degree. It's been on like 10 years now. You should know. You look like you Yeah, come know. on, Gardner. What do you got? Is that it's Suits? Suits. And yeah. a friend I've of mine. I've never seen it. It was a writer. I wrote, I wrote with him on a show. He created that show. Oh, really? But, awesome. but yeah, he, was, he knows job. everything about the law, mm-hmm. but he never <laughs> had a degree. And he got the job, and he just had to like the first few seasons. It's like not being discovered. You know, it's a good show. Is yeah, that, but so ba- you, you is should that watch that show. Okay, yeah. it's basically based on your life My as life? a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, radio, huh? <laughs> These guys just stumbled it, through their it, second question. <laughs> like, what's yeah. happening here? Yeah. Oh, what a history we have together. <laughs> yeah, and I'm good. sorry to say that you're going to end but it now, here. Now, now we're based on truth. So yeah, okay. We now got around to it. We, we finally cleaned it, up. Yeah, cleaned it up. Ian Edwards, thank you so much, right, guys. Go see so him peace. at Helium really all weekend long. Thank and you. this will be our last ever Helium interview. After he's blown up, man.